Welcome to another fabulous episode of Trucking Life with Truckers. <laughs> Truckers? I, don't, I can't even say my name on my own podcast, right? But welcome to another episode. Today is April 15th, 2019. I hope you got your taxes done. Yeah, I did. Last minute, too. <laughs> Last minute. Yeah, I got my uh, tire taken care of at Walmart. It was only $10. Didn't end up buying new tires, but I don't know. We'll see We'll see how it's hold up when I go back home and see if tires got air in it. doesn't, then, well, you know, it is what it is. That's the trailer I just dropped off. No, it's a different one. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I did get the oil changed in the van, so... Uh, that was needed to be done, so kind of like, well, I got that something I was planning on doing on a later weekend. I got it done this weekend, so yeah, cool. That was one one chore for the future done. The main one, the taxes. I was able to get up early this morning. I jammed on over to my previous employer, walked in there, wasn't even in there a couple of minutes. They were able to print me a new copy. I was able to run home, finish the taxes by 9 a.m. this morning, get them submitted. I've already gotten the emails now that I've relaxed for today. My federal return's been accepted. My Montana uh, refund has been accepted. Still waiting to hear on the Indiana one, but on that one, I owe the state of Indiana $9. Yeah. So oh, total money coming back is about 550 bucks. <clears throat> Yay. <laughs> yeah. Better than nothing. Normally I have to pay in, but we did our uh, W-4s a little bit different this year. So, I mean, it's for 2018, and it seemed to have worked. Turned out my wife was claiming two on hers, and I was claiming two on mine, and it just wasn't working. So I claimed two on mine and zero on hers, so uh, it worked out this time. It worked out. We got money back instead of paying in. So made the deadline. Taxes paid. Uncle Sam's happy. Or filed. Yep. That, that put me in a good mood. Um, pretty uh, uneventful uh, first trip today. We went to... We, as I'm saying, you guys are with me all the time. Yeah. Um, to Willard, Ohio. And, oh, oh. This is the one... The one load that I went on before, where I got harassed by that rock on the right turn, I, I made it a, past that turn with flying colors now that I know what to do on that situation. It's like, oh yeah, not only did I get around that rock, but I had, I had like three feet from that bad boy. So that was, that was kind of like, I, I, a lot of part of me is like all nervous about it. Oh, here's that turn. Here's that turn. It turns coming, and it was nothing. It's like, I, I, yeah. Okay. Now that I know, now that I know how the maneuver is done, I think the proper term is called a jug handle um, or a button hook. It's one of those names. Uh, but that's the maneuver you got to do to get around this stupid rock, and you make this right turn. And then right turn. Let's see if I my memory serves me right. Yeah, I think it's 
when you go from let's see Ohio 12 to US 224 in Willard there but I'm sure the computer will only rot, GPS will only rot you this way is if you're coming from US 30 so it's probably not a problem most people because they're probably coming off of 80 and then they come down that way but it probably wouldn't even come down that way they probably come a different different way down because when I um, delivered this it was kind of funny I go in there and the guy says well you're late you're supposed to be here at 530 and, uh, according to what I got it's 1530 so I wonder if somewhere on the computer I even checked my uh, my co-pilot my truck PC yeah it was 1530 I just wonder if somebody on one of the other ends got that one figured out whether it be um, rail side that had that extra 15 oh, 15 30 or it was the customer that thought it was uh, 1530 was 530 so that was interesting um, so somewhere around there a number was incorrect but whatever it was the 5 and the 30 were in there right I guess it happens I guess it happens and then I got my next load and this was some screwy uh, and it's the reason why I was late part of that too is because previous customer they trashed the trailer they left a lot of big trash in there and I needed to find a place to dump this well normally I never have a problem with certain customers if they have a dumpster let me use it so I figured oh at this next customer I'll just see if they let me uh, use a dumpster no no they wouldn't let me use the dumpster so I had to go find a place to dump this junk and it's a bunch of cardboard and weird mats and it was a mess I'm just like I don't want to put that in my in my cab area you know so I had to go track down a dumpster luckily I saw one sitting on the edge of the uh, Petro um, truck stop there so I'm kind of like nonchalantly walking over dumping this crap in there hoping nobody says anything nobody said anything but you know that's not too bad I'm worried about paranoid oh my god am I doing this am I going to get in trouble because you know sometimes people get pissed off when you put throw a bunch of shit in their dumpster you know but I was able to get it clean so it made me uh, late to go grab my relay and then something funny happened. And then the second time I went back, the lady uh, goes and looks in the trailer. But when you close the doors, the trailer tails, you know, will automatically deploy themselves when you close the door. Oh, it almost whacked her in the head. So there's something to pay attention to. Make sure nobody's around there when you're doing that. So she wrote on the piece of paper that the thing moves in the wind. And I had to explain... Because they were like, oh, you need to call your maintenance. You need to get that fixed. No, I'm like, it, this is what it does. This is what it's supposed to do. And I said, why don't you come out? And finally, I got one of the safety ladies. She came out, and I showed her how it works. When you shut the door, the thing swings open. And she's like, oh, okay. I said, it's supposed to do that. It's not a fault in the uh, in the tails. It's just what they do. <laughs> so that was kind of interesting. That held me up. So, grab my trailer, and you want to talk about some of the times when these routings, when they go crazy, all I wanted to do was just go the few miles up to 80 and just take 80 all the way back to Gary. 
No, I had to go up I-75 a little bit, then go back on the US-6, then jump over on Ohio 110, then over to Ohio 108, then over to US-6 again, and then back to Ohio 66, and finally I get over to I-80. <laughs> if I-80 wasn't a toll road, I probably would have taken it. You know, if it was just any other interstate, I just would have said, screw it. All these side highways, just because it only saved like three miles, according because my GPS wanted me to go that route, go up um, straight up to uh, I think it was up uh, it was US uh, no I seventy five and then jump over to the um, eighty, but nope 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 nope. <laughs> just to save a few miles and some tolls. <laughs> That's what I had to go through. So that slowed me down, you know, because you get to go through those towns that are like 35 miles an hour, and you go up and down, and then you got stoplights. And there was this one area, it was where, um, I was like, I think it was uh, US 6 going through this town. It, like, went through some narrow turns and edges. Oh, man, I got my turning practice in there. That's for sure. <laughs> because the signs kept saying must stay on a highway because you you know the rest of it's not truck routes but it just kept going through this town and making making laps making right turning all over the place and they were not very easy turns they were all very narrow so a lot of a lot of button hooking one of them part of it went through a neighborhood and oh my god <laughs> good thing i had the rock experience i don't know what do because I made all, all the turns where I made them, but they just wow, you know. It just I want to get to an interstate, please let me get to an interstate. <laughs> That's funny. And then I'm getting here, I'm like, oh, I got an hour on the clock, that gives me enough time to get into Gary, maybe get my truck washed, you know. Uh, drop off this trailer, relay it. Okay, well, I got an hour left on the clock. I get about three miles away from my exit. And they decide to have this construction where they're going to close uh, three and a half of the four lanes that are there. And so everyone's trying to cram down like a bottleneck down this one lane. And I, I sat there and wasted, well, it was about 45 minutes to go three miles because of this construction. Oh. So I get here. Um, clock's down to 15 minutes left. I go weigh my load. And then I'm jumping back here. And I'm getting that sucker unhooked. I'm not even doing my workflow. I'm just... Alright, we just need to get this thing unhooked. Put it over to the, um, the relay trailers. And then get parked and do my post trip. And then I'll finish everything up. And that's pretty much what I did. So... Yeah, it was the quickest uh, unhook I've ever done. It went pretty well. <laughs> when you're under pressure, you move quick. But normally I'm doing the workflow. You're doing other things in the middle of it, you know. So I ended up doing all that afterwards. At the end of the day for sending in my, uh, scanning in my documents and whatnot. And then I'm looking at what I got to do tomorrow. I got to be up actually extra early tomorrow. Because tomorrow I'm doing that simulator. I'm not sure what simulator. I'm just told I'm doing a simulator and I've got to do some paperwork. How about going mainstream? I'm not sure what that means either. A lot of this is just kind of figuring it out as I go. 
I guess maybe I should ask more questions, huh? But I got to do that at 7.30 in the morning and then go and be in Chicago. Yes, Chicago off of I-94. Don't make my head hurt too much, right? So I don't know how this is going to work. Hopefully the simulator gets done by 8. I can get out of here by 8. Hopefully make it there within an hour. Yeah. Dream on. It's Chicago. Because after that, this load's got to go all the way up to Egon, Minnesota. So 421 miles. It says empty from here. But that's not really. It's, it's a zip code. It goes from zip code to zip code. Let's see, I've already put it into my GPS. Let's see how many actual miles it is. 21 miles. So that's not too bad. GPS says 35 minutes. But at that time, we already know how I-94 is going to be. Not going to be fun. No, not going to be fun. And then when I get done there, I'm probably going to be routed through. I'll have to see how the routing comes through. The workflow hasn't downloaded yet. But that's no biggie. Just say I gotta get up a little bit earlier than normal to go do this simulator. I'll let you know what the simulator is all about tomorrow. I don't know if it's about dead birds or not. Or what it's about. All I know is I'm doing it. <laughs> uh, so, there we go. There's my tax day. I hope you all uh, got your uh, taxes filed and the IRS is not gonna come after your ass. Um, even though they don't really need the money. We need the money as people. At least we get some back if we pay a little too much. It is what it is. Fucking government. Going right into Trump's pocket. Does Trump get all that money? Who gets all that money? Where does it really go? Oh, I don't even want to know. It probably goes for paying for Asian spas and um, Gmail hookers in Thailand or something. I don't know. Who knows what those politicians are doing? <laughs> Anyways, I want to end the year. That was my that was my fantastic day. And we will catch you tomorrow. This is the update for April sixteenth. 2019. Yeah. Uh, kind of funny, I'm actually recording this on the 17th, but I wanted to record the segment because, well, yesterday was one of those days I ran really late, got to the customer, took a nap, they unloaded me, took a nap, then after they finished unloading me, I took a nap. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh... Morning went pretty well. Uh, got up, got some breakfast, then did the simulator. Um, it was a tight quarters simulator, is what it was. Like what to do when you're in very tight quarters. You basically had to drive around a block and go into a small um, drop yard across the street, drop the trailer, back it in, drop it, and yeah pretty simple stuff and oh man that simulator this time it didn't give me motion sickness this time it was the perception 
you don't realize how simple is something you do when you're driving and now that you've done it. When you first do the simulator, you've never been in the truck, so you really don't understand that perception and distance and that sort of thing. But yeah, that was that was my problem with it. I had to do a lot of the, what they call get out and looks, which basically was just a top view of the uh, truck. But yeah, perception, that really messed with me because everything's you know, just flat on the screen. But I guess I did all right. I said I completed it and did the required paperwork and then I had to get some <clears throat> butterfly sticker put on my truck. And I did wash the truck before I get that sticker. And did not remove 100% of the bird guts. I still have bird guts on my truck. So maybe we'll, we'll have a competition. We'll see how many washes it takes to get all the last bit of the bird guts off. And so far, one. So next time in Gary, we'll wash it again, see how much of it we get off. I would say it got about 50% of it off. It's the main part on the side of the cab where the bird, you know, when it hit the mirror, it's where the guts splattered onto. But they've been able to sit there and kind of bake. <laughs> oh, jeez. Man. But yeah, still guts from the truck wash. So there's probably some bird guts now. If you're going through the Gary Terminal, it's probably on those brushes. So uh, now when you watch your truck, just know that um, you're getting rubbed on with, with bird guts. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's wrong. So the load, I did a couple of loads, I think. Yeah, I went down to somewhere Ohio. No, Illinois actually. I did a lot that day, didn't I? Did you see those that day? Yeah, I did. Basically. Oh, that was the one where they, yeah, my original pre plan got canceled, so I did it. My notes are all jumbled here. But south, about, I would say midpoint of Illinois. And my goodness, the temperature. Yeah, especially because of this load I was getting. It was like 80 degrees down there. 80 degrees. Difference from what was going on in Gary, which I believe was in the 50s, maybe 60-ish. But man, it was beautiful. It gave me a nice taste of, of the weather that's coming. And things are a lot greener down there, too. Their trees were starting to get... Uh, peach fuzz, oh, green fuzz. We're going to call it the green fuzz. How's that? <laughs> but yeah, I was hot in the truck. Didn't turn on the AC, just kind of rolled down the window, put just the air on uh, the blue cold, and just kind of kept cool that way. But um, it's getting me excited for warmer weather because it's kind of funny. I went and did this load, which basically was literally a truckload of trash. I'm not sure what they do with the trash, recycle it or wherever it's going, I don't know. But yeah, I literally picked up a truckload of trash and relayed it off in Gary. And that's where I picked up my main load for the day, because that was like a 50 mile run, it wasn't very far. Uh, then I did my main load, which took me all the way to Farmington, Michigan. 
I was able to do that run. It was about two, oh, it was 240 miles. It wasn't that bad. It was a relay I took from Gary. I ran on up there. And it's amazing because back to the temperature thing, 80 degrees in the beginning of the day. And it was in the 40s and raining by the time I got up there in Farmington, Michigan. So I go from all this hot to cold to bundling up more blankets, bunk heater on. It's, yeah. And my appointment for that one was until 4 a.m. on the 17th. I tried to get in there early, but nobody was there. And so I had to wait until somebody finally said, Oh, you're the 4 o'clock? Yeah, I'm the 4 o'clock as I'm sleeping. Let them unload it. And then after they're done, I was like, I'm out of time. Can I just chill here till the morning? Sure. And then jammed on out of there at 8 a.m. This, 8 this morning. But during the drive up there, it was kind of funny. I was listening to another podcast, and they were talking about <clears throat> how YouTube, you know, how vloggers, like, how can some people make a video a day? Just talking to a camera, talking about the day. Kind of like what I'm doing here. And that's why I'm like, why well, listen, when I watch those kind of vlogs, I'm just basically listening to it in the background, listening to it on a podcast. Or maybe I'll put it on my phone and just listen to it instead of actually watching the video portion of the video because it's just a person's head talking, right? Unless it's something pretty to look at, you know what I mean? And that's why I think this is going to be kind of like a future thing for me is this style of since I don't have to bust out the camera I don't have to edit I don't have to upload to YouTube this format that I'm doing here with this trucker thing is just so much easier you know and most people they don't want to sit and watch me babble my head every day <clears throat> talking about my day for about 10 minutes but you know, maybe some people, they want to listen to it. And so that's why I like this podcast format, because it's the same concept. The, the concept's still the same. I'm telling a story. I'm uh, journaling my life at the same time. But instead of just, like with the video, busting out a video camera, setting up lighting, and all the other stuff that goes with the video, all I do is hit record on my phone and talk into this little clip-on mic that I clip onto my shirt. Setup is easy. Um, sometimes I don't have the time like last night to actually record, record what I needed to do, you know, but now I'm doing it and it's, and it's so much easier. It's the future of how I believe, like for people who like to listen and hear stories, because this can be listened to while you're driving, while you're working, while you're walking and the, you know, the data usage is a lot lower than a video. It's just. I just like it, the format so far. It's so much better. And obviously, I'm probably going to get a different audience here. You know, I still have the audience that follows me already. But it'd be interesting to see what kind of new audience comes from, from this. So that way, when it comes does come to my vlogs, it's just good scenery, good story. You know, still stay kind of the, you know, kind of say professional kind of loosely there because... You know, I guess well put together edits, you know, something that I really, really want to memorize, something that I want to visually memorize and keep also for myself as a journal. But stuff like this, you know, it can be listened to. I, you know, I can describe stuff, 
maybe I just I gotta I just set the vlogging camera up here and maybe start capturing some footage here and there because even like tonight uh, it's it's kind of interesting which you'll find out in the next segment what's what's really kind of the kind of a screwy day that I had but yet a good day but yeah I just kind of wanted to touch on that and talk about how I I think this is a good way for a person who if you do like talking to a camera but you also or if you just want to share a story or talk and just let it out of your system that podcasting is a way to go it's an older form of media it's been around before the vlogs um, there's a another gypsy clipser is her name here on anchor i listen to her and she just babbles on talking about her day she doesn't made any podcast recently but i really enjoy it and i'm actually kind of trying to look for more of that style podcast not even the podcast that's like super duper edited and superly produced just something you know somebody telling the story of journey of their life they're just randomly talking about stuff like i'm doing right now yeah so there's my two cents on that i'm going to go ahead and wrap up this segment and we're going to move on to the next one which yeah we'll see what happens there huh you excited you excited Ooh, i bet you are but unfortunately you're gonna to have to listen to an interlude. Today is April 17th, 2019. <clears throat> and admit I'm a little creeped out right now, but I'll save that for later, but my curtains are on, all my lights are off. Doors are locked. I'm trying to be a little quiet here. Okay, so how did the day go? You're going to have to stay tuned to the end of the segment to find out what I'm talking about. Well, I started my day up in Michigan after spending the night at a customer's. Got up, tried to have some cereal, found out my milk was spoiled. Oh! And I found out my fridge was at about 41. I preferred about 37, 36-ish. But at least I still have another new one of milk. But this milk was, yeah, it was two days old and uh, from the date. But I think it's because it's been, the temperature wasn't as cold as it should have been. That it didn't preserve very long. So my cereal's nasty. I'm just like, screw it. I couldn't eat anymore. So I just didn't eat. And when I got to the truck stop this morning when I got my next load, there was a fuel stop. Went to the fuel stop, got me some supplies, got me some more. Um, I like the Starbucks energy coffees. Got me a few of those. Got my fridge full of them. Well, not full, but put them in the fridge. Um, got some. They were like these rolls, but they were made of <clears throat> kind of like pancakes kind of a pancake it was a it was a breakfast kind of like uh roll i don't know what they're called there's a term they call them i just can't remember offhand what they're called so grab me my load 
headed on down to Shelbyville, Indiana, which is almost near Indianapolis. As again, come down, you start the day, 40 degrees, get down there, and it's in the 70s. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful weather. Just love going from one temperature like that to the other, kind of. I just, I'm just ready for it to be warm all the way around. Because it's kind of weird because going from there north, the trees aren't, you know, as bloomy. But then I get down by Indianapolis and the trees got flowers on them. They're starting to bloom. There's green color to them. And they're that first early green where it's kind of really kind of a bright, um, almost like a neon green. You know, they're not, they're just brand new leaves. So they're a little bit more ultra, no, not ultra green, just new green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just love the way <clears throat> uh, I love the way I describe stuff sometimes yeah I just come up with stuff out of the top of my head well this is one of those loads it was already kind of starting late because you know they like to throw a pre-plan on me um, and make it an hour behind already just as I'm starting they just love to do that you know and let me insinuate one thing. This one part out of, out of Michigan, when I go from like Michigan 14 to Michigan, I think it's or the US 23 back to Michigan. There's this weird section where it goes from 96 to 94, but we go through these um, state and US highways. But the exits on these for getting on and off of them, they're on the left side. And I just want to insinuate how much I hate left exits. Really? Whoever designed those, you're a maniac. It's just not right. Maybe if you drove on the other side of the road, it would make sense, but it doesn't make sense because in populated areas and in your big truck, it's a pain in the butt. Like there was one when I was leaving Indianapolis today. I had to go from the main street I was on onto the on-ramp, and as soon as I got onto the, this, the highway, which was uh, the Indiana State Highway, Instantly, my my little GPS is saying 0.2 miles, get on Interstate in the 70. I'm just like, holy cow, I just barely got on here, and then i got to get across three lanes with people around us, so we're playing cars zigzag here. Really? Dumb idea. Maybe it's just the only place they can put them because of how the land situation is. I don't know. But do something. Have them come up the right side and build a bridge over it if you want to get over there. Or, or go through underneath an underpass. Ah, uh, this just drives me bonkers. Because some of them they do that, you know. They'll get off on the on the right side, and then they'll go, you know, over the inner, you know, back over the interstate and go over it. And then there's some like even like in Chicago where it goes underneath it. That that works. It doesn't confuse the mind because trying to trying to deal with it when you're in a big truck to get over to that left lane, especially if there's three. I mean, you can kind of prepare for it. At least the GPS kind of gives you an idea. But sometimes you don't want to get over there too early, like five miles early because, or ten miles early or anything earlier than that because then you're the slow-moving turd all the way in the left lane. And that don't make people happy. It just does not make people happy. Oh. So anyways... I get to the customer in Shelbyville, Indiana, and oh my god, I think I probably spent two hours at this customer to do a drop and load. 
at least now that I've done it, I understand. I checked TripAdvisor. It was kind of <clears throat> confusing. Basically, I had to follow what was on my bill of lading to what was going on. When I first got there, there was a sign saying, find your trailer. So, you're, you know, find your collection of trailers in the drop yard, you know, drop your trailer, whatever. But I wanted to check in to figure out how this place works. Turns out they work a little bit differently. Um which I'll describe once I get to there, when I, I went to another location of theirs in Indianapolis after I did this. So I see our group of trailers and I see a door. It was the shipping door, but I figured, well, I'll go in there. Well, they said, no, you're in the wrong spot. You need to go to receiving. It's clearly on the other side of the building. Oh, okay, okay. Can I drop my trailer here? No, no, no. I think you got to go over and take it to receiving. So I go over to the other receiving. Nobody's in the office. Okay, well, that's nice. And then finally I flagged down somebody who was working inside the inside the warehouse there. Like, hey, what's going on here? I says, yeah, this is receiving. He went home for the day. Oh, well, that's real nice. Um, so do you know where I go? He says, normally uh, we just put you one of the docks. We'll unload you over here. Oh, okay. But here's my bill of lading. It's like, it's like oh, it's something I never noticed. But I noticed on there it said plant one in the address. It says, well, this is plant three. Oh, okay. So I'm so so this 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 facility has multiple areas that you could be, really? Oh, well, that's just unheard of. Well, for me, this I think this is probably the biggest facility I've ever been to. It was huge. He's like, yeah, go, go across the river. So I go over across the river and then go into that building. And sure enough, there was. Finally, I'm in the right spot. As this is going on, my poor clock is running out of time. So I finally get to the lady. She tells me, um, all you need to do, you know, I, she gave me a little yellow piece of paper. that says, put this in your pigtail. Um, I'll take the other copy of the paperwork. You go ahead and go drop it over here in this location and then pick your empty. I said, that's the first place I started at. Heck, I could have, if I was over there, I would have known this. I would have just dropped the Taylor trailer, picked up my empty, and just, as I'm on my way out, hit hit this area. And just, oh, because the place where I got the paperwork at was a pain in the butt to maneuver around. Almost got myself stuck in a screwy situation. Because I had to, like, go through this alley to get back through the other side of the building. Um plant one to get out back to the main road to go pick up my drop off the loaded trailer and pick up my empty so I was just like oh man and then I go then I go to the trailer of course gotta sit there gotta sweep out the trailer make sure it's all good get hooked up to it inspect it all that fun stuff so I'm already running behind there get going down the road get to Indianapolis because I'm just gonna drop Drop and hook again for the same company, just at a different location. Yeah, explain that. I don't want to explain it. I'm not going to. <laughs> but finally I get there, and backing in this place was a little tight. Trailers were a little too close together. Um, so I spent about, because I'm still a newbie, and this is a situation I'm not normally in, I spent about 20 to 30 minutes, I'll say about, good, we'll just say 30 minutes, getting my empty into a spot so I can finally drop it. 
course, I go, it, it's kind of like an after hours thing. You just, the paperwork is in a baggie on the trailer. And you just grab it, put the seal on, and then jam on out of there. Well, I'm looking at my clock. I need four hours to um, my first, it's a multi-stop one. My first one is at seven in the morning and another one at 10. Well, if I had four hours, I could have at least made it to the customer uh, camped out there. So I'm looking at my Grand McNally, kind of seeing the route that I put in there to see how, you know, truck stops are going to be. You know, take a shower, get something to eat, all that fun stuff. Oh, man, that makes this place even more creepier. Okay. So... I said, all right, well, about 75 miles down the road, there's a TA and a pilot. Okay, well, already it's late. The sun's gone down. I think it's at this time. It's probably about, yeah, because it was about an hour left in my clock, or two hours, so it would have been 9, 9 p.m. No, no. Yeah, 9, 9 p.m get to the pilot, I spend 30 minutes there because everyone's looking for a spot and the parking is just nothing. It's a small little pilot, Flying J, nothing there. And trying to get out of there, I was like, okay, I just want to kind of drive through. And it's one of those things where the entrance is also the exit. It's one of those poor designs for a truck stop. And when it's busy like that with everyone frantically trying to put a park spot, no good. So, all right, we'll go to the other side of the... Uh, Interstate, I looked on Google, and the TA was huge, a big one. Of course, going there, they're piling up on each other. It's crazy in there. Same thing, spent another 30 minutes there. So I've wasted an hour <clears throat> trying to find parking between these two places. Like, okay, well, there's still one more, because believe it or not, <clears throat> after the next one, um, there's... No, it was saying there's no truck stops for another 100 miles. Well, I can't do that in an hour because the next truck stops almost at, you know, it's at 100 miles, which means it's almost right by where my customer's at anyways. So I'm like, well, there's a speedway um, 11 miles down the road. Well, get to the speedway. Well, that's not even a a truck stop. I mean, they sold diesel, but there's... There's one little spot on the side where somebody already can they nap that spot right up. So now I'm really starting to freak out. I'm like, oh boy, I'm down to 45 minutes here on my clock. So I keep heading down 70. I'm just like, okay, we're just going to start hitting exits, and I see a gas station. We'll go there. Well, I went to this one spot, and as I said, it was... Um, a shell diesel place. I'm guessing we're probably going to be like that speedway, but I'll I'll try anyways. I mean, I'm trying to get off the exits. They're piling up on the exits now. They're piling up on there, and this is like, oh man, am I sleeping on an exit tonight? Oh my god, I haven't done that yet. I won't say that's not what happened, but I haven't done that yet. I think what kind of happened was kind of like weird luck tonight. So I go in there and I see an empty lot for a tractor supply. <clears throat> 
Well, I try to see if I can sneak in there. Yeah, that'd be interesting to sneak in there. Nope, there's a bunch of light poles in my way. Well, I got to get out of this parking lot before I get myself in a really bad jam. So I have to angle slowly, get myself out of there, wasting another 20 minutes. Oh boy, oh boy, we've got that clock down to 20 minutes. <clears throat> Anyways, the GPS is trying to route me back to the interstate, so I end up going back west because I'm heading east and I'm heading back west. I'm just trying to get me turned around. Well, I decide to jump off. Let me see, what was this exit here? This um, exit 24 that goes up to, oh, I'm near Dayton, Ohio. Dayton, Greenville, Pike Road. Um, there was a spot there <clears throat> that um, I would have stayed at if I could have found a place to turn around, but it just caught the corner of my eye as I was passing it because it's dark out. And it was a closed down bowling alley, you know, big parking lot. Would have been perfect. But, he, uh, you know, this place I found just, just as interesting. So now I'm getting down to like 20 minutes. It's starting to get really counting down now and I'm starting to freak out. So I'm just, I'm just driving down this road, National Road. I'm just like, okay, GPS is trying to guide me back to 70. I'm just like driving down here. First thing I see is a big YMCA with a huge parking lot. Of course, it's closed, nothing going on. I get ready to, I signal, and I get ready to turn in there. And just about as I'm turning in, I see a big sign right by the front that says, no semis. Damn it. All right, well, let's just, let's continue on. Um, running out of clock, and then I'm looking at gas station. I'm just looking every, you know, kind of driving real slow. Being anno I'm probably annoyed on the road, but I'm looking, I'm looking. And then to my right, I see this abandoned place. Well, not abandoned. It looks like it's, it's an older, um, it's called Country Square um, Shopping Center. Up here. And I guess this was going to be considered Dayton here. I mean, it's north of I-70. The actual Dayton, I think, is a little bit south. Yeah. At least there's a there's a big metro park over here too. I wonder if I could have gotten away with that. But usually parks close. Um, and there's just some businesses in here: pizza place, McDonald's, a bank, and an H&R Block. But it looks like they're the main anchor store that used to be here. I don't know what it was. I've been trying. I was looking on Google to see what it was here but it was some kind of store um looks like kind of like a walmart or some type of department store that might have been here i don't know or maybe somebody else who's been around here knows what it is um so i kind of looked on as i pulled in the main parking lot and like well i could stay out here but then it'd be visible to the main street and what's going on so i looked up on google maps kind of got the satellite view of it like oh there's the truck area in the back so that's where i'm hiding out an old Abandoned department store's uh, loading area. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, I got my lights off. Curtains all covered in the windows. Um, doors are locked. I can even put the lock on my trailer, make sure that's locked up. Keep the cargo. And then I kind of backed up a little bit towards the fence back here. So, kind of pinned in here. I mean, it's... 
been pretty quiet. I kind of paid attention to kind of look at the like the wall back here. Um, there's no graffiti on the wall, so that's a good sign. You know, I'm just seeing if it's bad area. I don't know. There was one motorbike in the parking lot, uh, and then another shopping center uh, next to this place. But that's all the excitement that there's been. Um, so yeah, I mean, what could I do? My clock was out by the time I hit it finally for pre-trip I was down to like 10 minutes so I'm and of course now it's gone so I'm in that situation I'm here for the night there's no going anywhere it is what it is so yeah so this is going to be a new one I mean like I said it, was, it probably would have been a um, a bowling alley but an old department store although that old bowling alley was really really dark and who knows what was going on there Oh, I, there's kind of a weird theme going on here. Ben Bowling Alley. I'm now in a store. What kind of neighborhood am I? I'm not even going to Google research it because I don't want to, you know, on my mind uh, if I'm in a bad area or some weird thing like that. I'll look it up later. Or somebody will be like, oh my God, are you crazy? I know that area very well. What were you thinking? But like I said, even where I'm at now, I kind of looking at my surroundings. Like there's fences back here. I'm, you know, I don't see any graffiti. There's not even any trash back here. Um, so I'll go with that um, and say, well, try to get some sleep tonight so I can get out of here. Now I'm gonna be. I've already called my dispatch and let them know at the time, new time that I, I'm gonna be there the customer tomorrow so I don't know what that's going to do for my day tomorrow I mean at least I got plenty of 70 I still have 33 33 hours on my 70 well 33 49 so doing good on my 70 I mean so I got a couple of days worth of work here as long as I keep that high that means if there's enough time on there you know enough time to get home because that's what happened last time it just Things got too weird, unlike last week, right? Oh, I drained that. I got pretty close to draining that 70. So there we are. And there's birds out here. Man. I got to figure out what I'm going to do. got to fix me up some dinner. I still got to submit my paperwork, get that done. Try to sleep. I mean, try to sleep. Definitely not getting a shower tonight like I originally wanted. Just the truck stops were too full. I can see why, because it was the last truck stops um, for about 100 miles. Kind of in that area where it's kind of like nothing. Going to a place called Ontario, Ohio tomorrow. Ontario. Hmm. Sounds Canadian. I don't know why I would think that. <laughs> So yeah, I'm kind of nervous sitting here. I've been talking a while to this thing. It says 21 minutes, but I just want to talk. It just makes me feel comfortable right now. Can somebody hug me? All right, well, will there be a next segment? Will anybody ever hear this? But here I am, spending the night at an abandoned department store. You know what's kind of funny? All those truckers frantic to find a place. Yeah, not even about a mile off the interstate here, I found something. 
It's kind of one of those things. If they knew, would this fill up? Do I have a Do I have a secret? Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> All right. I'm going to sign off. Somebody go to bed because I've already rambled enough about this crazy day. So we'll see you tomorrow. Update for April 18th, 2019. Oh my god. That was the best sleep I have ever had. Not only was it the best sleep, it was the most quietest. I mean, no other truckers, no, nobody came back there. I had it all to myself. It was a wonderful sleeping experience. Now, first, it was, yeah, I admit, kind of scary. Didn't know I was going to end up there. But my God, no other trucks running around me, no people around me. It was, like I said, it was the best um, night in the truck ever. Just peaceful, quiet. It was well worth it. It's one of those things, ever stuck in that area again, definitely would, would sleep there again. It's not very often you get a nice little gem like that. One of those things I didn't like it at first as it happened, but now that I've been there, it was just pure, pure enjoyment, pure heaven. Not much happened. Um, did get to the uh, get to the customer, and because of how this customer's dock was, it was one of those ones where, you know, it backs down into the ground. So here I'm backing up, got my doors open. And as I'm doing this, because it was very light load of stuffins, stuffins. I'm trying to back up and the product is just falling out of the trailer, right onto the ground. And I pick it up. <laughs> you know, I'm just like... All right, we'll try this again. So we, the guy helped me pick it up. We put it into the dock. Try to back up again. Up, up, some more fluff comes out. And I was like, oh, come on. But yeah, it'd definitely be one of those ones, if I have a situation like that again, I open it up and I see the product is gonna fall out like that. Uh, put some straps on her just until you get back in the dock. But it was just, it wasn't anything that could be damaged. It was, yeah. It just something real light, and it just didn't like being on a hill and just wanted to fall out on me. So we had to pick it up um, once they we got to the dock and finally, finally it stopped falling. But yeah, it was because uh, the dock was on a hill, and yeah, wouldn't want to do that with something a little bit more that wasn't fluffy. <laughs> you know, if it was any type of other product that would have fallen hit the ground, wouldn't have been good. Wouldn't have been good. But that was the uh, highlight of the day. Uh, then I got done uh, delivering there. I was getting ready to head on to my next customer. And there is this 
guy in a red little pickup truck. His truck must have died or something on the on-ramp. So he's blocking the on-ramp. Only thing in my head is like, if, if your vehicle dies on the on-ramp, don't just sit there. Put your vehicle in a neutral and at least get it off to the side so people can get through there. I mean, he was blocking a whole on-ramp. So I had to go four miles, you know, to jump on the other on-ramp, go the four miles the opposite direction, just so I can get turned around and come back down for this guy who's blocking the blocking the on-ramp. And he just sit there and just kind of stare like, move your vehicle off to the side. I mean, the on-ramp is one of those, one of those ones where it was a hill, so it would have been very easy to pop it in a neutral, roll it down the, down to the side. He just was a kid and most of, I bet you it was really embarrassing for him. Hopefully somebody uh, got to him, but yeah. If, you, if your vehicle's dying on an on-ramp, you know, especially if it's a pickup truck and it's on a hill, how hard is it to get it to the side? Don't don't just sit there and stop right in the middle of it. Ah, people, 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 people do the dumbest things sometimes. So I get to McComb, finally get to the customer, get loaded up, and it was supposed to be a drop and hook, but it was one of those drop and hooks where it turned into a live load. Oh, yay. So basically, get live load and burn up my clock. Yeah, that's how it works. Burn up, the, burn up that 14. However, made it so I can leave earlier in the morning. That was all good. That was all good. So let's go ahead and move on to the next part of the chapter, the next part of the story. I actually get to do something different. Update for April 19th, 2019. Okay, well, interesting day. Um, It rained all day. All day. Just rain, rain, rain. Uh, Because of my live load the previous night, I was sitting there and ran my 14 out, but I ended up with... because of it after they got done with the live load only uh five hours left until my 10 was up but i entered goes going back to gary for a fuel fuel stop i entered in into my grand mcnally and it's like oh here jump on over to us 24 over to us 30 it's about 30 30 miles less than what they had me routed on which was to go up to i-80 and take i-80 over only difference is it was According to the GPS, it was going to be about 10 minutes longer than the other route. So less miles, no tolls. So I just thought, what the heck, I'll send a message to the fleet manager. And it's like, no tolls? Is it... <laughs> if there's no tolls, go for it. And then it was one of the, the night um, fleet managers. And he, after that, it says, is this an approved truck route? I'm thinking, I've been on... US 24 and 30 multiple times. Yes, it's an approved truck route. So I just thought that was funny. It's like, I guess maybe some of these fleet managers, they have no clue what highway is what. But so yeah, I decided to try try my own route. 
because it was, yeah, like I said, I'm used to EOS 30 through Indiana. It's not as bad as you think. Um, there's some stoplights in there in a few of the towns, but I kind of know where they all are and I know what to expect because I usually end up taking that one for when I go home from Gary or, you know, most of the time I'm using the US 30 to get home. So I get routed on it quite a bit now. So I've been um, kind of embracing taking the uh, back highways. It's it's a nice little uh, treat. At first I didn't like them because they're just like too much time to deal with all that's going on. But I'm, I've been starting to embrace it and uh, just do it. It's starting to become fun, especially if they're early in the morning. There's nobody out there. I'm um, going through the small towns. There was this, what was it, Dayton, Ohio? What was the name of the town that I went through to get to 24? A neat little town. Just make sure to follow the uh, the truck routes in that town. A lot They have big signs warning you, um, oh, low, low clearance. Make sure to f stay on the truck route. Stay on the truck route. And even the... There was one bridge we went over, it was 13.8. So it was one of those ones I'm looking at and making sure I'm not scratching or something. But I went through it just fine. But it made me nervous. Um, that's one thing you gotta keep in mind with, with picking your own route. You just kinda don't know what you're getting into, but the Grand McNally GPS, at least it has that information in there. And just pay attention to what, you know, what the local routes are doing because it was gonna route me a different direction, but the road was closed, so I had to go around the construction so I had to follow these signs and it was like ooh that was a, a learning experience there but I made it back to Gary got my fuel stop got to the customer two hours early and then they sent me quickly to pick up a relay going to Ohio so I went ahead and grabbed that and that was getting a time crunch I thought oh no am I going to have to spend another 34 that exactly after I had weighed everything, um, I got to the, picked up my trailer, you know, my relay, went to the scale, and I'm like, oh, that's nice of them to leave me a, a 35,600 on the uh, on the drives. That was really nice of them. So I had to jump out, you know, adjust my tandems. Why? Why? I, I mean, they didn't they weigh it before they dropped it off, and at least do the common courtesy to get it balanced? No. They just picked it up, threw it in the threw it in the lot and said, here, let the next person deal with it, I'm guessing. That was real nice. So that delayed me almost five minutes, so I'm looking at the clock. I'm here, I'm at the gate, and I'm like, well, I have three hours and exactly 20 minutes. I know it's three hours, 30 minutes to be on the safe side. We're just going to shoot for it and just pray that, you know, just hope that I don't run into any type of traffic or anything that does any holdups. But... So I started heading on my way, of course, because you're running, you know, on, on, a, on a tight schedule like that. Hit every, almost every damn light. There was some of my, I kind of was slowing down and it was able to turn green. I was, you know, keep moving through them. But for the most, like, oh, come on, am I going to hit every light on the way here? So I get here to the Flying J truck stop <clears throat> to get ready for my home time. End the day, two minutes left on the clock. So I know with the time crunch, I can make that run on 30 to get home. Um, I wouldn't have made it like that one week because um, the week that I got stuck there in Gary A, I wasn't even a connected. I just got the paperwork for my relay. I was about to connect to it, do all the paperwork, and I was at three hours and seven minutes. So, yeah, I wouldn't have made it that day. 
but at least I know I can just pray that nothing happens especially with uh, they have construction in Plymouth Indiana and they're about to do uh, 20 minute closures over there which yeah gotta keep that in mind if gonna be routed on there in the future um, they've been working on that construction through that in that little town for what well almost uh, two years now ridiculous they're working on some bridge work there but they're just taking their sweet time uh, construction in Plymouth yeah what a deal but yeah that was uh pretty nice um of course it rained the whole whole day it was just a rainy day just rain 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 just ready for some spring and some sunshine will it ever come will it ever come but yep that was it um was kind of fun to pick my own route and probably I saved them about from according to the Rand McNally I saved them a little over a hundred bucks in tolls however because of that it kind of delayed me an extra hour oh my goodness this is a log cabin being moved in here it's the whole damn house huh two of them I want one of those are they going to fit to the fuel island? Oh no, they're just turning around. How would you even get to fuel that thing? Huh, cool. Should take a picture of that. But in my next segment, I want to talk about my home time and about something that was posted up on the internet on the, in the group on the 20th. I thought it was quite, quite spectacular. And, yeah. So we'll catch you in the next segment. Today is April 21st, 2019. Just got back out of the, to the truck after doing some home time. I had a pretty good weekend. Um, Saturday, of course, just like Friday, it rained all day long. So, my wife and I just drank. Um, I got drunk, I had some beers, and we watched the Sailor Moon musicals. If you haven't seen those, yeah, I know some people are like bronies, or I'm a moony as they call it. I used to be big into Sailor Moon, but I kind of forgot about it. And I, I used to be really big into the musicals, but I've never really seen most of them. I just heard the audio of them, and I just happened to be this week uh, listening to the, going back and listening to these musicals while driving. And I thought I'd sit there with the wife. We'll watch a few of these. Uh, found a YouTube channel that has mostly almost all of them uploaded. So we, st- we watched about three of them. Because they're about two and a half hours long. They're pretty long. And turns out my wife, she's like, yeah, she's a, she's a big fan of Sailor Moon too. She's like, I never knew these existed. She loves musicals and plays. So it was just like, yeah, we really enjoyed it. Um, it's a good couple time to sit there and watch some of these musicals. So there's plenty more to watch. So we'll watch some of those on, on the weekends during the home time. So yeah, if you if you've never if you're a Sailor Moon fan, check them out. The Sailor Moon musicals. Um, if you're into plays and uh, stage performances, they're they're really neat. I like them. They're really enjoyable. It's kind of fun, and it'll give us something for the wife and I to watch together. You know, because when you're away from home, you got to do something that connects. And you know, 
it was very enjoyable to watch that. Did a little barbecuing this weekend, cooked me uh, my normal steaks. Um, she had a lamb steak and I had a regular steak steak. And that was good. So got my barbecue in. I try to do it every time. Even though it was rainy um, yesterday, it, it was fun to, fun to barbecue. And then today, um, it was just beautiful. The sun was out all day. It was in the 70s. A beautiful Easter Sunday. We got to go out to dinner with the, uh, or lunch actually, not dinner. Um, still have to figure out what I'm doing for dinner because I can leave early in the morning. Um, so, got to see the nieces and nephews. They got the, you know, we had some Chinese food. So, it was really good. I had some, I had fried rice. My wife had Mongolian beef. And I got asked a lot of questions about the trucking filling people in and the family about what, what what's this all about you know because it's it's different however I get get back and I'm trying to get ready to go and I look up on the, the Facebook group and uh, I was kind of shocked at these images that I saw at first I'm like okay that's a truck in a river and then I look closer at the picture and the truck looks oddly familiar and it is a rail truck in the picture. Oh, okay. And the first thing I'm thinking in my head is how this guy got his truck to take a drink. Um, in the in the article, it was talking about how he was headed home on his home time, and the company routed him through this. The first thing I want to know is what's going through this guy's mind. If he's heading home, he should know his area of where he's going. He should know what the roads are in his area, especially, you know. Um, and, and, and when you're going down a road and it's turning into a dirt road, shouldn't the red flag automatically come on and say, something's not right here? I mean, this guy, he got stuck in the second river crossing, so he crossed one portion of this river. And decided to do it again. At what point are you, what's going through your head? You got this raging river in front of you. And you're just thinking, I'm going to go cross that with my truck. What was going through his head? I seriously want to ask this guy, what were you thinking? Um, didn't you check to see the route that you were going on? And even, you know, when you made the turn or how you ended up on this dirt road in the back of the... It looks like it was back in some mountains going through a dirt road across the river. Were you high? What? What? What is... I just... I'm just baffled at this. Is, is, is how this... How this even happened? It just blows my mind that somebody would get their truck stuck into a situation like that of course you know maybe he thought the road would get better or something but wouldn't you stop before going across the river I just it is it, baffling and it's right now it's, it's such a huge meme all over the place right now it doesn't make the company uh, look good 
I mean, he's trying to blame his GPS and the company's routing, but he made it into the river. He, he, he's the one that drove his truck into the fucking river. Uh, I, that, that's, that's the part I just can't get my mind over. Yeah, let's just go and drive across the river. Mind blown, right? Yeah, mind blown. So that was the big article that was being shared all over the internet and all over the groups. And it's just like, I just, I'm just baffled. If the uh, person who who did that ever hears this, send me a message. What was going through your head? Seriously, yeah, I, I want to know what more information. Well, how how this really got led up into it, you know. As you're driving down that that road, and as you you made it across the first river, I mean, what was your thinking there? You just didn't want to back up and get yourself out of that situation, go down a different road. Did you think that it was going to get better on the other side? Did you even look at your phone and know when things got hairy and see where this road uh, was leading to on Google Earth? I'm just confused. How does that situation, I mean, even me, if I'm going down a wrong road that's being routed, they're like, okay, why is this a dirt road? What's going on here? Um, I probably wouldn't even have made it that far. I would have said, oh, let's figure out what's really going on here and look it up online and see where the hell I'm at and where this road's going because something ain't right. But the decision to continue on down that road, cross one river, and then try to do it again and get the truck stuck. I mean, at least eh, you can get on that flatbed and whip out a um, a fishing line, have some beers because, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how even on the company side how they reacted to that phone call. I don't even know how. He's like, you're stuck in a river. How did you get in the river? I drove into it. Why did you drive into the river? Um, you rotted me down it. The GPS said to go to... <laughs> why oh my god so yeah that was the the big news of the week um real flatbedders yeah what part of the training did they teach that in how to cross rivers yeah. well that's it for then I gotta finish putting my clothes away here and get ready because I gotta leave at about three o'clock in the morning. Let's see what time is my delivery tomorrow. Yeah, six a.m. So I've got a hundred miles to go, and I'm gonna leave at about three. So that gives me three hours to get there. I gotta get those dropped off by six and be over to my next customer six seven eight nine with sixty one empty miles. It'll be a bit tight. Actually, I've done this company before. And the delivery spot in Ohio to that Chananon. Uh, and then this delivery tomorrow, it's literally from looking at the Google Google Earth. <clears throat> it's in Lewiston, Ohio, and it's literally a building on on a on a two-lane highway. Just only thing out there. 
be interesting. Like I said, I'm really starting to enjoy these um, back highways and smaller customers than these bigger places. They're, they're, they're becoming my favorite now. Didn't like them at first, but I'm really starting to embrace them and enjoy them uh, much, much better, much, much better. But yep, that's my day for tomorrow. See what kind of excitement happens in the next week. Hopefully, uh, um, if I see any rivers out there to avoid them, because yeah, after all this rain, the water is a lot higher than normal. Enjoy this night, nice and quiet. A little warm in the truck tonight. Amen. The weather's warming up. The weather's warming up. We went to the. Uh, that was one thing we did today too. It's, it's so beautiful. We went and walked in two different parks. First park we went to, it was the trails were just too muddy to walk on. But we went to another park. Uh, it was Frankie Park is the one we like. I like to go to a lot for walking the dog, because you get to walk in these trails in the woods. But they were just too muddy. So we went to another park. I can't remember what the name was. I think it was Foster Park. Because they have uh, Japanese, actual Japanese cherry blossom trees. And I wanted to see what the status on that was. They were just finishing off. So a little disappointed because the rain knocked all the petals off the trees. But there were still some there to enjoy. But if I would have seen it last week. But it rained last weekend too. It's like rained ever since I've been doing this. It's rained every weekend I've been home. So this was the first time we had a nice, beautiful, beautiful day. So very, very thankful for that. And I think I'm going to start uh, inquiring on, on some land too. I sent an uh, inquiry on some land that I popped up in my Zillow app. So I'm going to start getting things ready to start shopping for our home in Arizona. Might as well get that wheel going because that could be months once you start, you know, get some land, get the mortgage, get all the paperwork. It could be months. So if I want to be at uh, in a place by the end of the summer, got to got to get those wheels going. So I'm gonna start sending emails and inquiring on stuff this week. Start seeing what I can get myself led into. Maybe maybe get and work out a deal. But yeah, we will uh, talk to you in the next week. And um, to anybody out there, um, if you see any rivers, don't drive your truck through them. Uh, just, just don't. Unless you really want to get cold and wet. Just do me a favor. Don't go driving across rivers. You all have a good weekend. This has been Anthony from Athler. And from this time and every time on, folks, keep on clicking. Stay out of the rivers. <laughs> I had to stop your podcast here for a minute. <laughs> I can, you did it perfect. <clears throat> you did it perfect. <laughs> For the uh, the visual representation of this bird, just got. <laughs> right up against your mirror. Oh shit!
Sounds like something that would happen here in Pennsylvania, but I guess it didn't. I had to stop. <laughs> I'm a sick fuck too, so we're on the same page here. But <laughs> that's something I would do. I'd be laughing too because <laughs> the representation you gave. <laughs> but it was hilarious. Welcome to Pennsylvania, by the way. I really don't understand why it stopped recording out of nowhere, but it just did. <laughs> anyway, I could just... I could just... <laughs> oh, shit. That, that gave me a good laugh. It really did. But uh, I'm currently in the process of moving, get my shit together, and just... I'd rather just be a nomad, too. Shit. Fucking, fucking rent is expensive, Like, But, glad to hear you're doing good. And, uh, <laughs> fucking bird. <laughs> oh, shit. Hopefully you're doing good, man. I'm doing quite well myself. And that was a voicemail sent to me by that Linux nerd here on Anchor. I could tell you really enjoyed the bird part. Yep. Yeah. I'm glad somebody got a good laugh out of out of that out of that episode. Um, I think it's yeah, kind of funny uh, that somebody out there is just as sick and twisted as I am when it comes to uh, killing birds on the highway. But yeah. If you ever want to become a nomad, man, do it. Do it. Um, I might sound kind of weird telling people to give the advice is uh, get rid of all your shit and move into your van and just start driving. Or a car, if that's what you're into. Pitch a tent. Uh, yeah. Give it a try. Just just try it. You might like it. Just just don't listen to the advice of Hobo Alley on YouTube. Or Bob Wells, for that matter. Because I think Bob Wells is kind of ruining it for the mass majority because a lot of people like to live this lifestyle and be a little bit secretive about it and not give away all of our good parking places. But that's all I neither here nor there. But thanks for the voice message. And if you, audience, would like to send me a voice message, just go ahead. If you've got the Anchor app installed on your on your phone, you can just go ahead and hit a voice message, and I'll, I'll play them at the end of the episode. I almost forgot I had these, but I went ahead and threw them here at the end as a little extra bonus, because I figured somebody might get a little kick out of it. And also, that Linux nerd, he's got a podcast on here, so go ahead, and if, if Anchor puts a link to it or something, I don't know how this, you know, if you can click on a voice message and go to their profile. But yeah, go ahead, check them out. He's doing a nice little podcast of this kind of format where you just kind of talk. And he did very well on his first podcast. I enjoyed it. And go ahead, check him out. That Linux nerd here on Anchor. Okay, for this time, I'm going to go this time. I'm, I'm going for real this time. But anybody else out there, send me a voice message and I'll play it at the end of the show. So with that, this time, I'm really going to say keep on clicking good night